Well, good morning, my 1030 friends at Good Shepherd Church. I am Talbot Davis. I'm the pastor here, and some of you are engaging live stream, and a lot of you are engaging live. However you're engaging, I'm really glad to be able to connect back with you. And this is the culminating message in this series, Secrets of Love. Today, it's called Secrets of God's Love. And if you have your Bible with you, I want to invite you to locate in your Bible the New Testament letter of 1 John, not the Gospel of John, the letter of 1 John, chapter 4, verse 19. It's one of those rare messages that just comes from one verse within Scripture. And maybe your verse, your, your verse, maybe your Bible looks like mine, it looks like a book, or maybe it's on your phone, however you have it, that's fine. If it's on your phone, scroll there to 1 John. If it's in your Bible that looks like this, open it towards the back of the New Testament. And if you don't have either of those, and you're like, well, what do I do now? Look at the screen, because the words will be up there at the right time, like they always are. At Good Shepherd, you may not know this, but we love the Bible. And we don't worship the Bible, we love it. But we love it because we understand that loving the Bible helps us adore the Savior, and we do worship Him. And out of that conviction, that, that gratitude that God has given us, this inspired library we call the Bible, out of that conviction that we have, you may not share this conviction that it is the Word of God, that it's God-breathed, and that's okay. We just want you to know that we do. That's wh where we stand in leadership. But out of that conviction comes this custom that when we talk about the Bible at this church, we lift it up. And if you've never been here before and you see all these Bibles and phones, mostly phones, but stuff in the air, you're like, this is unusual. And we're like, yeah, it is unusual. We do not deny it. This is a little bit strange. But we've discovered something really cool. This is a moment of oddity that shapes our identity as a community that we're a collection of people, and we do not have life figured out. Most of us learned that the hard way. Thank you for the amens. We don't have life figured out, but we know who does. And because we know he does, we're glad to surrender to his authority. Amen? amen. Hey, before I say anything else, let's pray. God, thank you that your word is good. And I thank you that you have gathered this community together live and live stream and I pray that by the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, that you would do, you would do a mighty work within the lives and hearts of everyone within the sound of my voice and do one in me as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we, uh, we today, we reach the end of this message series called Secrets of Love, and it's a, a February message series, and that's appropriate because February has Valentine's, and you tend to talk about love in that month, and, and the series has been fun, and it's been helpful, and, and even last week with, with the DiLorenzo's here, was a, we talked about intimacy, and, and, and so all in all, I'm really glad that we did this, but, but, but at the end of it all, I have to wonder if whether or not we got the order of things a little bit wrong. 
that if spending three straight weeks talking about horizontal love, how, what are the secrets to loving one another well, did we sort of miss the mark in terms of how things work sequentially? Because I don't know if y'all know this or not, whether it has to do with love or anything else in life, order matters. The, the way things go, one thing after another, it really matters. Like, like to show you what I mean, y'all are going to have to help here, okay? When it, when, this is so true in all of life, like in the alphabet. A always comes before? Yes! In math, one always comes before? So good! You brought your A. At 9 o'clock, they just brought their A game. You were bringing your A-plus game. <laughs> On the calendar, January always comes before? Yes. When it comes to holidays, Halloween comes before? Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving comes before. When it comes to pro football, the regular season always comes before the playoffs, unless you're the Panthers recently, and then it comes before vacation. Yeah, yeah. That was mean, but it was true. You, 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 you know it. So the, the order of things matters. Sequencing matters. And I just wonder, if us spending three weeks talking about horizontal love before we got to this message called Secrets of God's Love just sort of got things a little bit out of their order. And I say that because of this marvelous little line that John, author, first and second and, and third John, writing maybe 30 or 40 years after Jesus died and rose again. And he's writing in the, the section of the biblical library devoted to correspondence. This is a letter. And it, it's a letter not written to one church, but to a whole slew of churches. And in the middle of this section, this marvelous section, where John speaks so well about about how to love one another well. I mean, this whole section is all about horizontal love. How do people love one another well? He drops this nugget in, this simple line, but don't think that its simplicity means it's simplistic. It's the opposite of that. But here's, here's what John says. We love, okay, we, we, we love, why? Because he first Loved, uh, we love horizontally because he, and what's that next word? He first, not second, he first loved us. And I read that and I'm like, whoops. Maybe the message that I'm giving at the end of the series should have been at the beginning of the series, but we'll deal, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with that when I'm at the judgment seat. We'll, we got to figure this out for today. But do you know, and, and notice when it says we love because he first loved us, it, it, it's that vertical dimension to love and not us giving love up, but receiving love from on high. We love because we first done been loved. We love because he first loved us. And do you know what a great danger it is, what the great danger it can be when a preacher stands up and, talk, stands up and talks about God's love? You're like, what are you talking about? What is, what is dangerous about talking about God's love? I'll tell you what, what is dangerous about it, that we hear the notion, he first loved us, you are loved by God, and we, we go, oh, isn't that sweet? We sentimentalize it like it's a line for a Hallmark card. 
that being loved by God is something that just gives you all the feels, gives you the warm fuzzies, maybe on Christmas Eve or maybe on Easter Sunday and maybe a couple of other times a year. Oh, it just feels so good to be loved by God. And we take that fact that we're loved by God and we put it in a bow and we put the box on, we put it in a box and we wrap the box in wrapping paper and put a bow on it and tidy it all up and we are done. That's what it means. We're loved by God. Woo! Well, no, see, some agreement there. No, no, no. There's nothing sentimental. There's nothing hallmark cardy. There's nothing sweet and saccharine about being loved by God. And the reason I say that is because of something that is true of you and you and you and you. And this thing that is true of you and you and you and me is really encapsulated in a text message that I got from a friend in response. We, we sent out this thing called Come Alive Daily. It's a daily Bible reading and Bible explanation going out to thousands of people, actually. And, and, I, and I got a text message back from, from a friend who got it that morning. And here's what he had to say. It says this, thanks for the reminder and the nagging. Friend, well... How's that for a backhand, backhanded compliment? You are a great nag, pastor. So thanks for the reminder and the nagging, friend. It seems for me and some Christian buddies that we obey and we notice how sweet life is. Then we waste that sweetness, eventually getting back to ourselves and our own desires, forgetting the power that is provided by obedience. And then we obey again. And the cycle continues it's super hard to be needy and humble just at the point the Lord heals us up. I have witnessed the Holy Spirit in my life, but I've also witnessed him leaving me to my own devices when I won't obey. It is my great hope that I will have a heart only to do what he wants for me. Me is the enemy. I love that. Me is the enemy. And see... Taken off from there, all of you, every single one. He, he wrote that, 99.9% .9 of you live it. The 0.1% that doesn't, you're lying. <laughs> Me is the enemy. And when there is an enemy, and whether that enemy is me, or whether that enemy is the culture that surrounds us, or whether that, that enemy is just some forces sort of beyond your control, when there is an enemy like that, it does mean this, Good Shepherd, that you have been conquered by someone or something, that your life is actually a battleground, and you have been conquered by someone or something, and the more that you deny what it is that I'm saying, the more you refuse to believe what I'm talking about, the more more you will not buy what it is that I'm selling, the more you prove how right I am. Like if you've never said yes to Jesus, you are conquered by so much that you're not even aware of. And if you have said yes to Jesus, here's what's true. All of us who've said yes to Jesus, we have baggage from our lives before Jesus that we bring into our lives with Jesus. And that baggage is so relentless and so persistent. And it means that we are conquered by all kinds of things that we're only vaguely aware of. Like some of you here this morning, you're conquered by a relationship. 
And that relationship is so unhealthy and it's so out of balance. It is so toxic, as they say, that you can't get away from it. And even when you do get away from it for just a couple of weeks, you go right back to it, even though it's killing you. And others of you, you've been conquered by a relationship that's not toxic, but it's actually kind of good. It's actually so good. It's so healthy. You've turned that relationship into your idol. Now you're asking your mate to meet needs in you that only the Lord can. And others of you, you've been conquered by your temper. You, you wake up every morning looking for ways to be offended. And because that's your attitude, waking up in the morning, well, how am I going to be offended? You're never disappointed. You always find what you're looking for. And then, yeah, there's people here who are conquered by compulsions, behaviors, addictions. And the thing is, because your life is a battleground, because me is the enemy, God loves you way too much to let you keep getting away with it. God's love in those cases where me is the enemy, where you have been conquered by someone or something that is tremendously unhelpful, his love is persistent, it is relentless, it is often uncomfortable. The way that God's love feels in the moment doesn't feel like love. It's why for some of you, the most loving thing that God ever did in your life, he made sure you got caught. And that's why you spent that night in jail or had that season of rehab, or that's why you spent that summer sleeping on your buddy's couch, all because God loved you way too much to let you keep getting away with what it was that was killing you from the inside out. This isn't love that's sentimental, that's for the feels, it's for such such a higher purpose. His love is so persistent. His, His love is so protective, Man, this is how it works for me. And, and, and that, that, that if me is the and me is the enemy, believe me, God does a marvelous job of protecting me from me. I, I think of the, those times when that advice that I got that time. I mean, I hate that advice that I got that time because it was so true. And the advice was, when you want to get the last word in, don't. And I'm like, but I got so many last words. They're all good. I mean, I'm storing them up. I'm wordsmithing my last words. They're going to cut right to the heart. Let let me hurl all those last. No, don't. And even this weekend, I mean, I had some opinions. I, I mean, social media could not continue to exist without me posting that opinion. And I heard that advice. When you want to get the last word in, don't. So I didn't. And really, when, when, I, when I think about this kind of love of God, it's persistent, protective. I, but really, ultimately, it's unstoppable. That's, that's really what God's love is. Unstoppable. We love because he first loved us. And the love with which he loves us is unstoppable. And know this, the love with which he loves us is so unstoppable. is not based on your characteristics, but on his character. Do you realize how different that is? You know, when we love people, we, we, well, she looks good. He looks great. He has a great job. She makes good money. I love her. That, that's all based on our characteristics. And, and God comes along and says, no, 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 no. It's not based on your characteristics. It is based on my character. 
stir. And that's what kind of love is so unstoppable. And usually, usually that's where we stop. Okay, I'm, I'm, I finally bought what you're selling, Talbot. God's love is unstoppable. And we don't take the next step. Why? Why does God manifest his unstoppable, uncomfortable, unpleasant sometimes love in our lives? And it goes back to what I shared with you earlier, that your life is a battleground. You have been conquered by someone or something that is very likely killing you. And in those cases, God loves you too much to let you keep getting away with it. And God loves you so that you will no longer be conquered by the unhealthy relationship, by that toxic behavior, even by the self-loathing that some of you have. God doesn't want you to be conquered by that stuff anymore at all, but instead conquered by, conquered by his love. And, and it all leads to this takeaway, the takeaway that maybe should have been first in the series, and here it is. God's love is unstoppable. So your surrender will be unconditional. He shed his red blood. So you will raise your white flag. If you want to see the love of God, you don't think about how it makes you feel. You look at the work on the cross, and that's the love of God. And he shed that red blood so you would raise your white flag. His love, is you, can't, you didn't start it, so you sure can't stop it. But it's all so that your surrender will be unconditional. It's, it's like that, that mom, daughter, and the daughter was a continual disappointment to the mom. And daughter got one more DUI. And some of you have been the daughter in that situation. And others have been the mom in that situation. And after the DUI, the mom gave the daughter a present, and the, the daughter figured it's a one-way ticket out of town, but she opened it up, and it was a rock. And not a Charlie Brown kind of rock, but it was a rock with a note on it. And the note said, this rock is more than one million years old, and that's how long it will take before I ever give up on you. And that's what God does. That when you think you've gone too far, you think you've done too much, God says, I'm, I'm a little bit older than one million years old. I'm timeless. And that's how long it will take before I ever give up on you. I'll love you harshly. I'll love you severely. I'll love you gently. I'll love you comfortingly. But it's all so that my unstoppable love will lead to your unconditional surrender. Or it's like that guy. And he kept having these seasons of doubt and belief and doubt and belief and doubt. I, 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 I don't believe, I don't believe, I do believe, I do believe, I don't, I do, I do, I don't, I do. And finally, at the end of, of this back and forth, he finally, he threw up his hands and he said, Lord, you win. And so he did. And so he does. That's what it's like. Your life, every area of it is a battleground and his love is unstoppable. So your surrender will be unconditional. Now, before I go on, is it okay if I say something? You can nod. And if you were like, no, no, don't say anything else. I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna say it anyway. But some of you, some of you, have resisted the love of God because you have decided you are unlovable. In fact, some of you delight 
and thinking of yourself as unlovable. You find it delicious. For some of you, it's your calling card. And because you think of yourself as unlovable, you find it very difficult to be loved. You find it very difficult to love others. You find it very difficult to understand love. And this is something everybody around you knows. It's just the first time that you're ever hearing it said about you to your face with this kind of clarity. But it's true. And, and, and that sort of self-loathing that some of you have, it, it, it makes me think of the, the, the guy in my life and, and his self-loathing was fueled by alcohol and it manifested itself when, when he told me that time, well, hell is not such a bad place to be. As if quoting an ACDC lyric makes that absurdity somehow true. It didn't. It doesn't. And if that's you today, if you decided that you're unlovable, either because you've done too much or gone too far, or you just are, you're just unlovable. The Lord has brought me here today to burst that very sad balloon because the Lord's love is way stronger. His love for you is stronger than your hatred for yourself. And he's brought me here today so that you will stop throwing that daily pity. I'm not lovable. Nobody let snap out of it. You're loved, whether you like, you're loved not on your characteristics, but on his character, and his love is so unstoppable so that your surrender will be unconditional. Stop those daily parties. Because think about, think about we love because he first loved us based on his character. Think about it. Think about the people in history who were loved. Hitler, he was loved. Lenin, Vladimir, and John. Thank you. <laughs> loved Paul Pot. Loved the people in Hamas. Loved Charles Manson. Loved. And you hear those names, you're like, well, I'm not like them, but you're not like Jesus either. And in those cases, in every other name that has ever been named on planet Earth, loved unstoppably. And do not hear what I am not saying. When I say that God's love is unstoppable, that does not mean it is irresistible. That those names that I just mentioned very likely resisted that love to the very end and died as God's enemies rather than God's friends. And in those cases, I dare say that what happens next doesn't contradict the love of God. It completes the love of God. Did, did you hear what I just said? Hell does not contradict the love of God. It completes the love of God. And I say that because what kind of monster God wouldn't punish Hitler and wouldn't punish bin Laden? and wouldn't punish Hamas, and wouldn't punish Lenin. What kind of monster God wouldn't? Well, not our God. And I just have to believe that God's love is so unstoppable that at the end of days, people who choose to resist it and rebuke it and reject it will bear the consequences of their own freedom. Hell is real. Hell is that realm where too late, comes too early. 
and I don't want anyone hearing my voice to go there. And I got, I got people in my life and I just pray who, who've said no to Jesus and I want to give them that rock a million years and they said no to Jesus. And, and for some of them, I, I pray that the love, the unsolvable love of God in their lives will be severe. Lord, let them show just how hollow their, their, their use of alcohol is. Let them show just how hollow their next high is. Let them, let them know just how hollow the next achievement. Let them know just how hollow worshiping the latest politician is. Take them low so they'll look up. And then other people, it's different. Lord, love her. Just love her so well. Surround her with so much hope and, and so much healing and so much help that she just has to look around in her life and all she can conclude is there's no other explanation for all of this but Jesus. And then for people like me, when I was 17, Lord, let them know how pointless that life without a point is. Let them know that they can have a purpose of lining their eternal souls up with the one who is the conquering king and will come back to rule over everyone and everything at the end of all days. Let love them that way so that they realize, why would I live for me when I can live for him? Yeah, for all of you. Hell, again, in your life, don't let too late come too early recognize, understand that your life is a battleground and Jesus's love is unstoppable. No, not so that you could surrender to him with conditions. Lord, you can have it all, but my wallet. You, you can have it all, but the side hustle I got going on. You can, you can have it all, but, but. No. Stop chasing. Stop running. Stop settling. Let yourself be loved today unstoppably so that your surrender will be unconditional. Here's what we're going to do today. I want to invite you as you're able, rise up on your feet. And how can you finish this particular talk and not sing a vintage, classic, timeless tune about surrendering? I surrender some. Isn't that a great song? No, it's called I Surrender All. And we're going to be able to sing that together. And, and, and even better, we have arranged to have up at the front of the worship center in front of this platform, we got some white flags. And as we sing about surrendering all, we want you to come up and grab a white flag, take it back to your seat. And, and here's what else we want you to do. When you pick this up, we, we, we want to conquer social media today. We want you to post, and we're putting it up on the screen, I raised the white flag at Good Shepherd today. Tag the church. I raised the white, you can tag me. I raised the white flag at Good Shepherd today. And we'll, social media will wonder, well, what is going on at that church? And we'll be like, we got a collection of people who are unstoppably loved. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And everyone said, y'all stay standing, start singing and do some flag waving. Chris.